BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Welcome to the very first episode of Brand New, a brand new podcast from the iHeart Podcast Network and Brand New Labs. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Pereira. And we're so excited to be here doing this together, not only as fellow working executives in this industry, but as friends. So should we start with what's new? We've been talking about doing this for a while, and it's finally here. Wow, what's new? There's so much to talk about. I think what's new is this podcast. Maybe we should just make that our topic (laughs) this week. So let's just talk about why we wanted to do this together. I think it's a good idea to share that. I think people want to know. I think people want to hear, why why was this important for you, Marissa? You and I are both people who really connect in with the industry. We love creating connections with our peers, with people who are now following potentially in our footsteps. And as people that think through the lens of brands, we're always thinking about where's the white space. And I think what occurred to both of us is there are a lot of interview formats and they're amazing. But what about just real dialogue, real dialogue between two people who aren't doing it as armchair pundits, who aren't doing it to sell anything. We just really are deeply immersed and care about the world of team, right? Technology, entertainment, advertising, media, marketing. We care about that. And we don't always agree. That's the fun part. But that keeps it real. That's the real talk. That's what keeps it interesting. I feel like you're hitting on such an important point, which is how do you actually have the banter and the debate, but we're not trying to sell anything. Right. We are not trying to hawk a product or something like that. What we really do is there's so many folks out there that are starky, that are tearing things down. And I think because we love our industries, We want to build it up. That's right. And how do you really help the next generation of talent that are coming to this business at such a 
chaotic time. I mean, obviously coming back from Cannes, it was just AI everywhere, all these kind of doom and gloom scenarios. I just feel that it's really important for people to hear real, authentic conversation. And we're not going to always agree because you're going to come at this from all of your experience working at these you know, incredible companies, Fortune 100, all of your experience as a brand, as a marketer, as a creative. And I'm going to come at it from a very different vector, right? I started in finance and you know, I worked in tech for a long time. And then, of course, you know, media and advertising and being an entrepreneur, I feel like that kind of hodgepodge of experiences and very diverse network of folks that we've worked with, hopefully we could provide some type of insights that are going to help lift up the next generation. That last point is really important because I think you and I have both perhaps distinguished ourselves by caring about communities and lifting people up. You're the most, one of the most devoted people I know to being a voice to the Latina community. I've really tried to have a voice for women in business and particularly working moms. What I want our friends to expect when they tune in to listen is that we're always going to talk about what's on our minds and a hot topic every week, but then we're always going to ask what's on your minds and try to make this an interactive conversation. So should we start with our first hot topic? Let's get into it. Uh, do. So I think the hot topic, inevitably, for episode one is coming out of Cannes. Stephen, you just came back from the Cannes Lions, the International Festival of Creativity in the south of France this year. I didn't get to go. Well, in all fairness, you kind of had a, a big new job. So you're actually doing the work, which is a, r- a really interesting perspective because Lord knows probably people have so much FOMO. I had some FOMO. I did. But that's kind of the critique that marketers get. You have to do the work, right? So kudos to you for actually doing the work. Look, I think this is what we should start by debating a little bit because it's something that comes up pretty often each year in the run-up to Cannes is, first of all, is Cannes the right thing for our industry? And I think there are pros and cons to it. I mean, there are some real benefits. Beyond rosé, right? Beyond just hanging out south of France? (laughs) Well, the optics are definitely the rosé all day and the yachts Mm -hmm. and the expense of going to the south of France. So uh, what's your point of view? The right thing for our industry today? No? Look, it's hard because who doesn't want to go to the south of France? You see everyone posting pictures in the feed and there's music and parties and all that kind of stuff. That's all great. I think that is um, really one perspective. A different perspective is actually the work that's being done in the south of France. When you actually have this congregation of executives and just everyone in the industry, again, we talk about team, technology, entertainment, advertising, media, and marketing, that convergence of all those vectors in one place, you actually get a lot of work done. And you're able to meet with everyone. And it's all senior people. You are able to have the CEOs of major media companies, senior executives across the tech industry, and obviously celebrities. I mean, when you see that convergence, it's actually incredibly impactful and productive to have everyone there for a week. And certainly there's a lot of fun to be had, but there's real work being done. My issue is, are we really talking about creativity? Are we really kind of seeing the work? I mean, Mark Pritchard talks about this. Antonio Lucio talks about this. People don't even go into the Palais anymore, if we're being honest, because it's so overprogrammed. And everyone is doing kind of their own thing. You go to Meta Beach or you go to Google or you go to, you know, now Netflix is there. You know, Jeremy Gorman had an incredible layout on the top of the JW Marriott. You see all of this programming and it's really hard to kind of focus on the work and really get inspiration around the ideas. And that's hopefully what it should be about. I do think can winds up being different things for different people at this point based upon where you are in your career and what, as you said, like which one of the vectors of team, if you will, are you coming at it from? I agree. I think it is unique because it's global. 
Mm-hmm. So this convocation of people from absolutely every part of these converging industries that you'd want to meet with. But, you know, I think in reality, making sure that when you come back home, you're bringing back the value to the organization is really, really important. And how much of this is about winning awards and how much of this is about actually using the time to be together to get stuff done. I know I've always tried to do that. But you said something interesting to me when we were talking on the phone the other day. And I wanted to pick up on that because you said being there was also a moment of reflection for you. Mm-hmm. You know, that's more of a personal insight that you don't necessarily take back to your company. But I've found that too when I've gone in the past. So talk about that. It's interesting because the whole idea of can being global, it's an international festival of creativity. But I spoke with numerous folks, even executives at Can Lions that are running the festival, mm-hmm. and it really has not been that global. Actually, American presence and power and impact and influence have crowded out a lot of the global elements of what Can used to be. Mm. And so if you think about it, it's all the American tech companies, right? It's all the media companies. And so being Latino and trying to have a different vector, a different perspective, how do you actually bring in, you know, kind of all the incredible creativity coming from Latin America? Or obviously think about how important Asia is. You're not really getting that same kind of perspective from other places around the world, from Africa to the Middle East, you name it. And so it was just very interesting that I think there is um, a beginning kind of pull back from being so American dominated and really trying to bring that global perspective. Okay, well, straight ahead, we're going to talk about hot topics coming out of Cannes. Stephen, you said that last year it was one thing, this year it's a little different. I have my take on what it was. So don't say AI. Okay. We're not going to play the rose drinking game. Everyone got too drunk drinking Ugh. because AI was mentioned so much. So I hope it's something else. I wasn't going to say AI. Good, good. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic, treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness, kick back and spread some positivity into the world from smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports on stages and at the box office. Women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to women take the mic podcasts 
as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs, and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So, buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So, how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud, Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less, like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic, oracle.com slash strategic. Hey guys, it's Rich Davis from Cavino and Rich here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance or any terrain from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew could stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you could sit back and enjoy the wide open views with the whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter what your style, you could drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. And we're back for the deeper dive in this week's hot topic. All right, Marissa, you promised me that it's not going to be AI, so what is the true hot topic for this year's can. This is my non-Rosé-influenced take since I was back here in the good old United States working as I was observing it. But what I thought was very interesting to read about is the fact that as those of us who've been in years past really felt the presence of purpose in every single conversation and purpose was starting to become almost so weighty and possibly, dare I say, a bit divorced from the purpose itself of the companies for which we work. And of course, that kind of creativity was really lauded. But there is, I I could feel a bit of a course correction happening. And I spoke about this last year. So I have to say I was pretty happy to read about the fact that There were now people, whether it was advising the juries who are actually judging the work to say, hey, it doesn't all need to be about politics this year. It doesn't all need to be just about greater societal work, which God knows we all want to use our platforms for greater good, but it needs to come back to the commercial purpose of the work. And I think that's right. I think that where it all makes sense for boards, for CAOs, for investors, is when you can do well by doing good and you can connect, whether it's ESG or the greater societal good that you can use your platform of a company for, when it's really plugged back into why you exist 
as a brand or a company or a service or a product, that's when it makes sense. And I've really tried to practice that as a CMO. It's something I felt really passionately about at Lowe's, at Taco Bell, in my new role. And uh, I just thought that bit of a course correction made sense because we are not purely in the business of art. We're in the business of art meeting commerce. I think finally there was a little bit of a wake-up call. The Cannes Lions, yes, it's the International Festival of Creativity, but in this commercial world, and we have to bring the art and commerce together, and purpose needs to just be a little more closely connected that way. That's my point of view. What do you think? Look, I feel at the end of the day, if you're running a for-profit enterprise, it has to be about growing your business. I started my career in finance and investment banking and you know, it's interesting now to see that there's a lot of venture capital and private equity in can now, mm. right? And so I feel like all eyes are looking at the people that are here. And it can't just be about the ad. It can't just be about kind of a slogan. The brand, when it's connected to purpose, there is this authenticity through line that all these things should be in sync. When the CEO is trying to talk about why should investors invest in my business? Why should consumers buy my products? It is going to be tied to purpose, but I feel like it's understanding the why, the how, and the what. Hmm. And I think a lot of people get that order in the, in the sequencing of that confused. Ultimately, your why has to be, I mean, again, classic Simon Sinek, it has to be something that's bigger than you, something that we all can relate to. How you're doing that, I feel like that is going to be certainly connected to you know, your unique uh, value proposition, your reasons to believe in classic, you know, marketing speak, and then ultimately like the what, like what is it that you're going to be offering, whether it's a product or service. For me, purpose is really the connectivity of all those things. I always talk about Ikigai, that Japanese perspective of understanding what you love, what you're good at, what does the world need and what you can get paid for. And the intersection of all four of those vectors is one's purpose. Maybe more American companies need to use a little bit of Japanese philosophy to think about this. But I mean, everyone should know their icky guy. Not like an icky guy, yeah. right? Like not like, oh, this guy's hitting on me and he's creepy. No, not that kind of icky guy. Okay. It's icky. <laughs> I-K-I-G-A-I, icky guy. Ah, uh, see, we just uncovered one of the problems of audio. We need to spell it out. Okay. Yes. <laughs> no, I think that's great because I believe where it all started to go a little perhaps too far was in a way it's arguably easier, maybe this is a controversial thought, to make beautiful work about something deeply societal and emotional. But then when you think about what our industry is really oriented around is how do you do really incredibly disruptive work that moves consumers to behave and that is connected to the bottom line of a company, to your point. So I think there's plenty of room. What's the saying? Do well to do good. Yes. But it just has to all be plugged in a little bit more. The reality is there's no better place to really convene with every single executive and leader in the industry. Maybe the Cannes Film Festival gets all the publicity. Ken Lyons is where the business is getting done. And you actually increasingly see so many different entertainers and celebrities coming to Cannes precisely for that reason. I mean, Kevin Hart was the entertainer of the year. Well, Kevin has, you know, his global multi-platform entertainment and consumer products company, Heartbeat. Yeah. Everyone from Issa Rae and Lizzo. I mean, you see all these different types of folks convening here because they're getting work done. They're getting business done. But I think for us, where folks can tear down the industry and things like can, we're trying to build it up. I think the best thing is that we actually get to meet with all of our friends and we actually have time to connect 
because this is a beautiful community. Yeah. And, you know, maybe we just need to not have so many panels where we're kind of speaking to ourselves a bit. I think what people really want is that space, the networking opportunity to just meet, catch up, and actually share, hey, this is what I'm working on, or I need some help with this. That's what I love about our community. Yeah, networking with the emphasis on the work in network to bring it back and create the value add for the expense of going. Mm -hmm. First off, I think it's so important to talk about how potentially we've jumped the shark on a lot of these things. There is a true backlash that's happening, especially on Wall Street in the investor community. I mean, ESG, which is, you know, environmental, sustainable and governance practices, having a whole basket of stocks that now were tracked for ESG causes, a lot of investors are turning their back on that. Are they turning their back or they're just trying to make sure that it ladders up, though, to a benefit? I I would say investors have kind of called bullshit on ESG. That makes me nervous. There's a real backlash because they don't feel that it is truly driving the business. They feel like it was almost like this, kind of like what a lot of marketers were doing in can with AI. They're just slapping the label of ESG on it. It's really not rooted in the business. And you hit upon something which is really powerful around purpose. Richard Dixon, who's the president and CEO of Mattel, was in can talking about certainly Barbie and kind of the evolution of Mattel. But he had a great quote, which was, evolution makes a brand relevant, but purpose makes a brand immortal. But I would come at it as purpose needs to be tied to, you know, kind of the why, the how, and the what of that brand, of that business, right? I'm going to push back with you a little bit. Push back. Well, on the ESG being rejected, I haven't experienced that. I mean, having come out of big public company roles, I think actually in an interesting way where the fire has been lit on companies to do more on ESG than we are doing is surprisingly from the investor community. And so you see that pressure and maybe there's a little bit of um, a course correction. I don't see that changing. And thank goodness, because without that, we won't make any progress I just think when you put it in the context of Cannes, the International Festival of Creativity, that we want to see work where you can understand if it is about, quote, purpose, where I could understand without even seeing a brand logo, how that purpose connects to the brand, to the company. This is a real, real issue because when you have folks like Warren Buffett rejecting ESG at Berkshire Hathaway, right? That means that, you know, one of the most savviest and most successful investors of all time is saying no to something like this. I think there's something there, but I agree. It's not like throwing the baby out with the bathwater. And when you think of ESG, how is it really integrated into the company? Not every company is going to be able to say that authentically. And I think what you've done either at places like Taco Bell, Lowe's, whatever, see what, like, it's really trying to understand how do you incorporate these kind of things. I agree. I think the other interesting thing that I just want to touch on before we wrap up our hot topic for this first episode is the idea that our industry is fickle. Go on. <laughs> In what way are we fickle? With what we think is important. Because, is this the real talk? Well, it's the real talk about how do we discern between a fast-moving world and jumping on board versus, and I as a marketer, this is always... Mm-hmm always the dance between I don't want to be left behind, but am I just chasing shiny new toys? Last year, everything, you know, and I felt that pressure as a CMO was about the metaverse. And this year you're saying no one was even talking about it. AI seems like a true revolution, but are we going to look back next year and no one's talking about AI? Probably not, but I think it kind of forces us to be reflective and thoughtful about 
what are the perennial issues that we have as business leaders, as brand stewards, as company leaders, and just watch out that we don't look like we all convene. And every year it's like a different fad versus a genuine changing tide in our business. No, for sure. I mean, this is something where across every industry, understanding the difference between signal and noise is paramount. And there's a lot of noise in this industry. And I think that is the challenge because we're always skating to where the puck wants to be. We need to understand how there's a difference between kind of a fad and something that is a shift. Just to be clear, AI is not new. When I started at Akamai Technologies in 1999, Mm -hmm. which came out of, you know, the lab for computer science at MIT, we were using machine learning. Artificial intelligence has been around since the 1950s, right? It was actually coined in 1956. So this is not new, but a lot of technologies, you really need to wait until there's a consumer application where it really starts to go mainstream. And what you see is things are kind of overhyped in the short term, but they are underhyped in the long term. And this, to be clear, is a platform shift. So the same way that it was the year of mobile for like a decade until <laughs> until the iPhone came out. I was just going to say that. I remember that. Every year when I was at the Yeste Lauder companies as head of digital, it was like the year of mobile and the year of mobile. And, t- and, and it wasn't until it was. So I think that's right. Mm-hmm. I think to sum it up what we agree, can continues to maybe have a little bit of froth associated to it, but a lot of value. And if anything happened this year to get us a little closer to remembering it is the intersection of art and commerce with purpose being purposeful, that feels like a good thing to me. So up next, we're going to do something very important to us for every episode, right, Stephen, which is that we just talked about what's on our minds, but this is about making sure we also talk about what's on your minds. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80 join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer songwriter and composer John Batiste the all new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic, treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness, kick back and spread some positivity into the world from smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports on stages and at the box office. Women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to women take the mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. 
Happy International Women's Day. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. What up, everyone? It's Lunchbox from the Bobby Bone Show, and I'm here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get you anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Marissa, each week we're going to be putting a spotlight on our listeners. What's on your mind? I mean, Marissa, you and I have been helping develop talent, nurture talent for many, many years, maybe decades. Hmm. But the reality is we care about lifting up the next generation of talent. And I've been doing a lot of things where we spotlight different talent that may not get the recognition, you know, whether it's diverse talent, women, you name it. But we're really passionate about doing that. And I think you've been doing this as well through all of your mentoring and nurturing new talent. You started an organization called Executive Moms. So, you know, when we have this week's question, where it's, by the way, please send your questions to ideas at brand-new.com. What's this week's question? Well, I think you and I are both really whole people in the sense that we're not afraid to talk about our lives to our colleagues, our employees. That's something that when I founded Executive Moms over 20 years ago, became a big part of my own personal brand, if you will, in making other colleagues, including women and young moms, feel like it's okay to have that integration. And so it only seemed appropriate. I mean, we're going to get lots of good questions, I know, in the future to our social channels, to our email. But I wanted to ask my daughter, who my oldest daughter is a new executive in our industry. She's brand new in our industry, Marissa. Not even a year in. She is brand new in the industry. And I thought, what? And which daughter is this? This is Hannah. And I think Avery, who knows, may follow in her footsteps, but she's got another year of high school left. But Hannah's out there. My kids are a little on the younger side, you know? So Your kids are younger. They're going to have to get mentored by you. They've so. got a little bit more time. They're being mentored in, in soccer right now by their dad, right, Stephen? That's right. <laughs> so for Hannah, I asked her, what would you want to know from people like Stephen and me? And she had, if I may say so, in a mom humble brag, a really smart question. So here's our question of the week. What's one piece of information you wish you knew starting out as a marketer? Fair question for someone who's just starting out in the world of of brand and consulting and strategy and media and tech, which she is. So I'll punt it over to you to start. What would be your answer? One piece of advice or information you wish you knew starting out 
it's so funny because I feel like a lot of folks in this industry know me from either working at Publicis, Univision, you know, kind of all these different marketing stints. But I feel like I had a whole nother life because I started my career in finance. And I was fortunate enough to start in investment banking and private equity. And it was such a crash course. I mean, to have this Dominican kid coming from money earner Mount Vernon who didn't know anything about Wall Street to kind of be thrust into that world, that's really where I learned about the foundations of business, understanding how to build a financial model, to understand an income statement, a balance sheet, a cash flow statement. And I feel like understanding business and finance at the most fundamental level was the best preparation for me to eventually go into any of the industries that we talk about, whether it was tech, entertainment, advertising, media, or marketing. So I would recommend anyone starting out, especially Hannah, understand the business. You cannot have show business without the business. And I feel like if you are a marketer that's aspiring to be successful in this industry, ultimately, when you get to the top, like Marissa, you're going to be in the C-suite. And you will not have credibility talking to a CEO, talking to a CFO, managing a P&L, running a budget, if you do not understand the fundamentals of finance and business. I wish I had gotten that advice. It's really good advice. And we all have our insecurities and our feeling that we have an Achilles heel. I mean, the idea of imposter syndrome is something that exists because we think it's unique to us and yet everyone has it. And I'll put my female perspective on it. This is something that I think women tend to really struggle with as we rise further up the ranks. I think that's great advice. And my only additive piece is that the world is changing so quickly. I've done so many different things in my career, none of which I think I could have really predicted that I believe that the best thing is to be a critical thinker and to learn how to connect dots. To me, that's more of an underlying theme in success than necessarily the vocational expertise, because what is the vocational expertise anymore in a world that's shifting so quickly? So for me, I want to see people who can think and who can demonstrate that clarity of as I said, connecting dots, connecting ideas, and finding novel, smart solutions, to your point, connected to an end business benefit. So I hope that helps. But by the way, what, what I love about that is what you are doing is you're future-proofing the next generation of talent. Mm. Because if you think about how literally we're just at the dawn of the AI era, every single brand, every single industry will be impacted by this. And you know, I think people will certainly get sick of talking about AI, and eventually the technology will become invisible if you do not understand how to think. I mean, literally, the most important thing is something like ChatGPT. It's actually asking smart questions. It's all about the prompt, right? And so now you're going to see the word prompt kind of proliferate everywhere. Understanding how to be a critical thinker and to use these tools, because that's all they are, they're tools. But if you understand how to really ask smart questions, that's going to be the key. Well, to use a cliche to end us up, the one constant we know is change. And our kids, certainly your kids, can't imagine that we grew up as kids without Google. Right. So now we'll see what the next generation thinks. But that's it for episode one. I think we covered a lot of ground. What do you think? This was great. I mean, look, we're just kicking this off. There's going to be a lot more real talk. We're going to have a lot more banter. We're going to invite a lot of our friends uh, from very different walks of life. Part of the whole spirit of brand new is really having brand new voices, brand new perspectives. Agree. We love our industry, but obviously the same kind of folks keep on getting featured or interviewed. The reality is we need to get fresh young voices to also shine a light on them. And so I think that's really one of the main objectives that I want to have with this podcast. Well, hey, we may not be the youngest, but we're definitely fresh, Stephen. Oh, you're, you're certainly fresh. And I'm excited to keep this banter with you. 
Don't forget to send us your questions and thoughts to ideas at brand-new.com. If you like this content, don't forget to follow us at the brand new podcast wherever you listen to your podcast so you never miss an episode. And leave a rating, comment, anything on Apple Podcasts. Tell us how much you like the content. That will help us spread the word and feed that algorithm. So join us next time for What's Brand New. Thanks so much for joining us. Episode one, done. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity.